Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Today's guest is Watson Grover. Watson had a near-death experience after being in a head-on collision. And today we're going to learn all about his experience. Watson, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm pretty excited to be here. All right. Well, let's get right to it. Um, we, I guess we could start right before your car accident and go from there. Okay. Um, right, I, how, how my car accident happened. It was snowing. Um, there was about five inches of snow on the ground. And I was using my uh, GPS or, you know, my Google Maps to... Um, deliver my product i actually deliver cannabis (laughs) excellent job everybody's always happy to see me when i show up it's Mm -hmm. just the perfect job so anyways i missed my turn off google was talking to me or whatever and i missed it so i ended up going into a hotel parking lot i couldn't get out because they had piled all the snow to the exit to get out of this parking lot so i i had to come back onto the main drag and I had to turn right. So I went, turned right. I went down about a half a mile, uh, made a U-turn where it was legal to make a U-turn, and came back. And as I was coming back up north on the road called Pemina, um, which incidentally goes all the way down to the southern United States. But anyways, um, as I was driving north, a police car uh, passed me, just a, a cruiser car, car car, four-door car. He had his lights on, but I really didn't pay all that much attention to him because he was on the other side of Pemina, which is Pemina is at at that intersection or that area is six lanes. And between the six lanes, there's a barrier. So I didn't really think much. So I I continued on and I, I came up to the boulevard in which I had to turn left. So I sat at the light, the light turned green. I looked ahead. All I saw was snow. And I began to turn left. I got about uh, 15 feet into the intersection. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw red and blue cherries. The lights of a police SUV um, heading right for me. Um, I, I, When I look back at it, I stopped because he was in the third lane away from me i was only entering the second lane like one two three so i was going one almost into the second one and he was in the third but for some reason he came out of the third and went into the second and he went within seconds there's i couldn't do anything he hit me he hit me head on um he hit the corner right hand side of my car and the next thing I know, I heard the crash in my head, but the next thing I know, I am uh, in, sitting in the backseat of my car and I'm watching my, my glasses. They were floating off of my head. 
uh, it was a millisecond after impact. I left my body. I literally left my body. And I was watching everything from the backseat of my car, like almost, almost the backseat part of where the passenger seat is in the backseat uh, on the, uh, in relation to where the passenger seat is in the front of the car. So sort of back that way. So um, the second I saw myself and my and debris going everywhere, um, because I, I had just looked out my right eye and I saw his cherries, my right eye was open enough to see what was watching me from the back seat. And it didn't look anything like me at all. Um, there was no facial features to it. Um, there was an outline of a head. Um, there was an outline of uh, a torso, almost, so to speak. And there was uh, arms, but you, it was so fast that I, I, I just, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, the outer edges of this being were um, silver light, and the very edges of this being were gold light. Um, I, I, I should have mentioned earlier that I haven't been psychic all my life, and I've always been able to see yours. So this uh, spiritual being had a silver lining turning to gold aura. Um, the inside of it looked like fluid, I don't know, stars almost, silver. And it was fluid. It was moving. And so as soon as I saw that, uh, then I went back into the back seat of my car in the spiritual being. And a light appeared between me or the spiritual being and my body. And it was about six inches high and four inches across. And it just appeared. And um, I suddenly was back in my body. And I watched this spiritual being go into this light. And then suddenly I went back into the spiritual being and I went into the light. And it was super fast because everything around me had almost stopped in movement in time. Like it was like just picture a movie slowing down and slowing down and, and it almost it almost stopped. Time almost stopped. Um, and that's the thing about these, the spiritual experience thing, I think, is um, on their side, um, because I've lived quite a spiritual life, I've always believed on their side, there is no time. Time doesn't exist. Like, we see it. Um, so, anyways, so I went into this. It, it looked like, um, I don't know, because you guys are from Texas. So, where I live, people like to play summer sports in the winter. So they make these huge domes of air and they can play, you know, basketball or golf or not golf, but um, what you call it? Um, tennis, that kind of stuff inside of these warm domes. It kind of resembled that in a way, but the, 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 the ceiling wasn't solid. It was the most, 
brilliant reds and blues and greens and um it was like the rainbow but it was thick and you couldn't see through it and it was just pulsating all the way as far as i could see it was pulsating so and there were other spiritual beings and there was there were hundreds and hundreds of spiritual beings so as I go through, I'm realizing who these spiritual beings are. They were everyone I ever met that had died. Um, some of them were, were brighter than others. Um, the ones that were faded were people that um, had interacted in my life that I really didn't pay attention to. I Maybe I might have saw them and said hi to them once in a while, who had crossed over and, and uh, were waiting for me because they wanted to show me what kind of impact I actually had on their lives when they were alive. So, you know, in that NDE group that I belong to that you've met me in, um, you can look at the posts and I described this stuff like a little more, you know, in writing, I get really emotional when I write stuff. Like I really try and pull people's hearts out to feel it when I write. So, um, now the, the I wasn't, it's funny cause you, you can't really think of a spiritual being as a body. So, if 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 you understand what a higher consciousness is, which is sort of like um, the Greeks talked about this place quite a bit, it's called the ether, and the ether is where I I go uh, when I want to see that kind of stuff. Now, and it, but it never happened before my NDE. It, it's only happened since then. So so, anyways, as you're going through, you're not actually a one spiritual being anymore you're actually consciousness and you're going through all these other spiritual beings and you're absorbing their consciousness instantly and you're absorbing hundreds of them at the same time as you keep going backwards and backwards into this rainbow filled uh dome that's what it looked like but it kept going back so as my consciousness was expanding and absorbing these other spiritual beings, I knew who they were. The first person I met was my dad's sister. Um, my dad uh, passed away January 29th, just, just passed away. Um, after my NDE, uh, I had a vision that my father was going to die. Uh, it was undeniable. I couldn't stop it. I talked to my brother who had moved in with my parents and I told him, don't leave my father's side. And my father was 97 when he passed. He, he, he the day before his birthday, the bastard, sorry, he, <laughs> he snuck a beer and he drank it and it, just started shutting down his kidneys instantly. He was 97 years old. He tried to get away with having a beer. And when he stood up, he fell over and he fell down a flight of stairs. 
We broke 14 or eight ribs, um, two vertebrae in his neck, uh, broke his arm, his shoulder, and banged his head. And, um, I was fortunate that my sister went to the hospital and FaceTimed, and my wife and I got to say goodbye. Because it was, he was awake for a couple of days because of the pain. They didn't want to give him a sedative right away because he would pass away. Then they want my sister. I don't know. She wanted the family to say goodbye to him. My father was in so much pain. I just wanted him to go because I literally was just where he was in the afterlife. That's where I was. I was in the afterlife. So after he passed, um, I saw an orb in my living room. And during my NDE, a spirit told me, which was his sister, said that you're going to have a visitor, but she didn't tell me who it was. And I didn't put two and two together until my dad died. And, and you know, I didn't shed a tear for him because I knew where he went. So the further I went back in this dome of spiritual beings uh, who were once human, um, that, you know, I was, I went probably, oh, just to say for distance sake, maybe a thousand feet. And I probably covered, I don't know, 20,000 people somewhere around there that I've met because I was a reader. I, I, you know, I'm a psychic. I read people. I've been, I've read 5,000 people since 1986. Um, I mentioned earlier before this broadcast, um, I've successfully worked alongside RCMP, uh, finding missing persons, um, happily, successfully brought closure to families. And that's all it is. That's, that's what it's all about for me. So as I go further back, then I start seeing my friends. Like now I'm back around when I'm 15 or something or 16. And I started watching my friends, you know, the ones that have died, uh, the ones that I went to high school with that, that talked to me, all that stuff came right away and it was brutal, it, you know, and, but I kept going and I thought that I would probably stop when I was born. <laughs> I, I kept going. I kept going and going and going. Basically my, my, uh, what do you call it? my literature, my human liter- literature through time as I experienced uh, different lives. Do you understand? Like um, past lives. And it stopped in the 1700s. Hmm. But the, the amount of information that it, it took probably a month of uh, evening meditation to get it all out of my head, to understand what I, I, I had gone through. Um, and I was only there in our realm for four seconds. I literally thought I was there for 40 years. And the only reason I came back is because I thought of my wife. When I was in this realm, I thought of my wife. And the next thing I knew, knew I was in my car. I was laying to my right hand, the right side of me. 
and there was smoke coming from underneath my dashboard. I literally did think I was going to be burned alive because of the smell of burning oil. Um, it was brutal. Um, the only words that I got out was, and, and I'll say it exactly the way I said it when I was in the car is I said it this way. I said, somebody has to help me. I said it that quietly. Um, there were approximately 35 firefighters, ambulance personnel, and police officers there because obviously I was um, hit by a police. The police officer that hit me was a supervisor in the city of Winnipeg here. So everybody came to the, the accident scene. They closed off that intersection until 5.30 in the morning. And my accident happened at 9 o'clock at night. So it was a pretty major scene down there. Um, he pushed my car 197 feet. I, I, I went on Google Maps, you know, Google Satellite, and I measured it. He pushed me 197 feet down the road. Those pictures that I sent you of the car and his SUV, um, you know, you could see where the car ended up um, in front of the McDonald's where the, um, the 60 kilometers an hour speed limit sign was. And you can see that from from looking at Google Maps. So I, I did the you know you know I measured it right. So, so I went pretty far. And uh, oh my gosh, when when they want they 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 asked me to turn the power on in my car, and I was in so much pain, I was screaming, and um, there was no power to my car. They couldn't get in my car. All my airbags went off. My windshield. Um, it shattered in about a billion pieces. You couldn't even see in it because when you shatter temperate glass that they use nowadays for windshields, it's two pieces of glass stuck to better together by glue inside. So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't shatter all over the place, it's, but it breaks. But when it does, it turns green and you can't see through it. So they couldn't even see who I was or anything. Um, again, all my airbags were off, went off. You couldn't see inside the car at all. And they told me to, they're going to break the window to get in my car, which they did. Um, the fire department, those guys, man, spoke to me very calmly, very relaxed, uh, tried to keep me calm. Didn't try to move me at all for about 20 minutes. It took them 40 minutes just to get in my car, never mind removing me from my car. My whole inside of my car just exploded. The dash, everything was, the shift that I was using was in my lap. It, the SUV that, where he hit me, hit my engine. Then the engine hit my transmission and pushed everything back and everything exploded in my car. It was just a mess, a friggin' mess. Um, so once they did get me out of the car, I was laying on my back on the ground. They cut my clothes off to, you know, whatever. They're looking for a bone sticking out of me or whatever. Thank God that didn't happen. So, um, And I was in and out of consciousness. I was in critical condition. condition. Um, I just, I was in so much pain. I've never felt that much pain in my life. Um, when they did eventually get me into the ambulance, they had strapped me down to a board 
Uh, they had a thing around my neck and they didn't want me to move, but I was screaming in pain and I begged them to release the seatbelts off of my ankles so I could put my knees up because I was in that much pain. Uh, of course, they didn't know the extent of the damage inside of me, but um, they they gave me a drug called fentanyl. And in Canada, unfortunately, fentanyl is all over the streets right now and it's killing thousands of people. Thousands of people are overdosing by this stuff. I can understand why, because when they gave it to me, I felt no pain whatsoever for about 10 minutes. It's pretty powerful stuff. Then they put me on morphine and... and uh, you know, the entire night I was on, uh, uh, I went for 15 or 20 x-rays. I uh, talked to surgeons. Uh, the police came. They tried talking to me. I was just out of it on drugs. Uh, the nurses were giving me so much pain drugs that I didn't feel a thing. I was in La La Land all over again, but a different human La La Land as a drug fiend would feel. You know what I mean? So, um yeah, that happened December 20th. Um, I miraculously walked out of the hospital on the 22nd. I had uh, two fractures in my pelvis, two fractures in my back, and a fractured tailbone. And I still walked out of there. Hmm. Um, and then after my this uh, download of information, really, that's what, it, what I'm calling it, uh, a trip to the other side, all the all the people that I met, it, it was weird. Like every like if you if you picture a wave of consciousness, almost like a, a a whole wave of light moving, and then in front of it, there's all these little spiritual beings. And when that light hits those beings, you instantly absorb their knowledge. So I hope you guys understand that, hmm. and. As I absorbed their knowledge, I saw their entire lives in an instant. And I was absorbing at, at, at any given time, possibly, you know, three, four, five hundred souls instantly as my consciousness was spreading through um, this realm that I visited. And the information that I received was just mind boggling. And in fact, um, one of the things that really stuck with me was a guy's name by, uh, Art Biddlecombe. I didn't know who he was. I had no idea who this guy was. Um, he had passed away, I guess, maybe, maybe in the eighties or something, somewhere around there. And I didn't know who he was, but he, it, it was strong enough that I had to, phoned my mom and I asked her who is Art Biddlecombe and my mom said that was your father's best friend that he met in World War II so I was meeting spirits that were connected to my family it was just it was amazing it was just I was seeing things through my dad's eyes I was seeing things through um uh, well, I wouldn't really say it was my father's eyes. It was more like uh, my my dad's sister, uh, my dad's parents, 
all my dad's brothers, there's three of them. There was Les, Herb, and Ed. And his entire family had died because he was 97 years old when he died. So he was, he didn't know anybody. Everybody he, my father knew was dead. Hmm. So I met all these people that my dad, they were, and they assured me that they will welcome my father with the love that I received when I was there, even though my father didn't believe in a spiritual afterlife at all. He was dead set, not believer, non-believer of any of that stuff, God, Jesus, any of that stuff, he would, you know. So it was a pretty um, intense uh, visit. And, and, uh, and, and since my NDE, my uh, spiritual outlook at life, um, I know that everything is connected now. I know that. I know that everything that you're seeing online about uh, about uh, light workers and um, you know that there's kind of a, like a cultish scenario going on there with all these different types of people. It's all related to spirituality. So um, a lot of people right now in our time seem to be awakening. And I think that's what really what happened to me is I, I, when I went into that NDE, I awoke. It was, it, it was planned. They planned all this. Um, I had mentioned earlier that two years prior to um, my NDE um, in, in February, I went through a five day spiritual awakening that kicked the crap out of me. I was throwing up all night and um, it started when I was talking with my wife and we were, we were laughing about something stupid and we we're in bed. And, and, uh, and then I, you know how you get into those laughs where you can't breathe and your, your tears are coming out of your eyes and, and you're telling your partner to shut up because it's the more she says, the funnier it gets and you just can't breathe. So we were like that. And then suddenly my brain just felt like my brain went forwards in my head and I was going into a whole different world. And, um, I got violently ill in the lot in the first probably hour and a half of it. Um, I was spinning. Um, I was hearing an entity in my head. He was, uh, talking to me about, uh, being human and the pain of being human. And, and he was saying that you have no idea. You're just, you know, now we're going to teach you what um, humanity and feelings and emotions and all that kind of crap. And it, it lasted for five days. Um, during that time, though, the five days, I heard uh, a weird sort of music in, in my mind, and I couldn't get it out of my head. Um, it, it sounded like, a like down tempo. Um, uh, and then, like I said, you know, in August of that same year, and I do believe it was the 20th, I was in a fender bender. I was turning, uh, right onto the freeway and, uh, or not the freeway, but sort of you know, kind of like a, a 70 kilometer an hour. It's not quite a freeway, but it's 
faster. So I was turning right, uh, looking left, and I thought the lady in front of me had scooted out, but she didn't. She braked, and I went, and I hit her because I wasn't looking. It was my fault. Um, my airbag didn't go off, but I hit my steering wheel sideways, and my whole uh, torso shifted, and, oh, my God, did that hurt. So um, ambulance came, took me to the hospital. This is in another province, by the way. I'm in Manitoba, and this happened in British Columbia. I was in British Columbia visiting my parents. So um, just by myself, I just decided to go one day and drive and see them. So that happened. And uh, that spiritual awakening kicked off six weeks of unbelievable downloads, I guess you can say. Um, and again, the music came back. Um, like I, you know, I from, from February to August, I went about my business and didn't even hear a thing. Nothing in my head. Uh, you know, looking around, I would see auras and stuff. This is just my regular everyday stuff that I see anyways. So, you know, whatever. And then um, that six weeks, um, it was a week after the, that bender bender. I was at a friend's house, staying at a friend's house. I was talking to my wife online, and then I heard the music in my head. And I thought, oh, shit. I said, no way. And she, she's going, what? I go, I can hear that music again. It's starting. And then I went into like a trance. She recorded the, an hour's worth of what I was saying. Um, and I, I listened to it twice so far. And it's, you know, it's, it sounds like I'm channeling almost. Um, you hear about spiritual mediums that channel other spirits. That's what it sounds like. And, um, and I saw a lot of future events, which um, I sort of touched on with you earlier. Yeah. Um, do you want me to explain to the people what I saw? Well, I want to first go back and clear up some things about your experience. Okay. And then I would like to get into your downloads. But let, okay. me, let me take you back there because sure. sure, there's one thing that I'm not clear on is you okay. had your accident yeah. And it sounds like to me that you popped out of your body into your back seat. I did. And then was sitting next to you a being that was lined with silver and gold and kind of a fluid body. Yes, the the uh, body was that was that was my uh spirit. That was your spirit next to you. Yes. So you're yeah. out of your body and then yeah. you're already out of your body and but next to you is your spirit. I thought it was a different. No, spirit. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm like, I'm driving, mm -hmm. and in, in behind, like the back seat on mm -hmm. the, where the passenger side of, you know, where the passenger side would be in the front, mm -hmm. like on the right hand side. In that back seat, in my back seat, that that was my spirit that came out of body. Right. So that was an out of body experience. Right. But th that spiritual being could see my human body right and and the light that appeared between us was i don't know so that, that was kind of like a portal it sounds like yeah it was a gate to the other side right so so what you're saying is that when you popped out of your body you were in the back seat 
the way that you looked or appeared was this kind of outlined silverly gold, like a being that was kind of translucent. So that was you and, yes. your, and your consciousness was there. And that's yes. what you look like. Yes. Okay. And so you went from there, you popped into the portal and then went to the dome like place. Yes. Okay. Got it. And, and, and the colors, like, I don't even know where you could look to see the colors that I saw. Would you say that those there were colors there that don't even exist on Earth? Yes. Okay. Um, all right. So I found it interesting also that you could only go far back in your timeline to the 1700s. Yeah. Do you think that that was? Do you have any idea why? Like, did you were you yeah, on a, I do. Were you on I, another planet before that, or you no, just weren't no. born as a spirit yet? No, no. I um, uh, I found out. Uh, through, I was adopted and I met my birth mother. My birth mother gave me my family tree and it goes back to 1752. And that's when uh, our people, and they were a spiritual people, they were called Quakers. Um, they were the most spiritual people of that era. And that's when they came to America. And that's where I started. So I, 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 I've, those downloads that I told you that I received on the weekend, this past weekend, mm -hmm. brought me back to uh, 1200 BC. Oh, wow. Yeah. And my wife, um, she is 3000 BC. And, and I know, I know every life she had. Did you see her lives or did she see them or both of you? I did. You saw I hers. did. Okay. Yeah. She's trying to comprehend what I'm telling her and it's driving her fucking nuts. All right. There was another question I thought I had about your experience. It's the first time I've ever heard your experience. And I think it's really interesting how you would just absorb everybody else's life experience. Would you say that's almost like the, what maybe people would say, hey, we're all connected as one? Yes. You have to understand my concept now is spirituality as a whole. Spirituality is alive. It's alive. That's simple, as simple as I can put it. Um, consciousness, what, um, how do I say this? Regular Joes, regular everyday people that are doing their everyday shit, um, and then people come online and they start seeing stuff, uh, talking about stuff, uh, spiritual stuff. Most of those people only see the surface. They don't go down very many levels of spirituality. In fact, I talked to a guy today in Toronto. Um, he was telling me about Buddha, that Buddha got a spiritual download as well. And when he went and told everybody, nobody, nobody, nobody listened to him. So, and that was way, way, way back in history. So when you, when you look at technology today, unfortunately, technology is taking away people's in basic intuition. They don't rely on their intuition anymore. It's a damn shame. They rely on Facebook games to tell them what their intuition is. That's not right. That's terrible. Um, so yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this, but that's okay. I want to take you here. Can you 
describe the experience of what it's like to get a download and then afterwards tell us some of the things you saw in your downloads. Oh, geez. Downloads are, um, all right. I induced them, I think. Um, I uh, listened to uh, a type of music called uh, liquid drum and bass. And I listened to it on my headphones. And I listened to it very loud. And uh, what it does, what I think it's doing, it vibrates, uh, you know, and you're going to see this all over Facebook too because people talk about it everywhere. People are mentioning uh, hertz levels and vibrations. So this music, I think, intentionally um, boggles your mind in a way that... um, have you ever heard of that music? I think it's called 8D or something. And it spins around you as you're listening to it mm-hmm. on headphones. Mm-hmm. That's some crazy shit. You try it out. So it, it, the Hertz levels in the music, the vibration, what I think it's doing is vibrating two little nodes underneath my cranium where my spinal cord begins, where my brain is. There's these two little things. And I think what's happened was or is, is happening is the more I listen to this type of music and it, you know, I call it my meditation. Um, it vibrates and, and those two little nodulars in, in the bottom base of my brain, everyone has them, um, uh, secrete a chemical that spreads throughout my brain and, and it's basically rewiring my brain, a download. You know, if you want to talk about ETs, go right ahead because that's where it all comes from, really. So, but you have to understand we're in a human vessel. So our spirits will ascend. So, I don't know. So ask me another question because I've lost my train of thought. Well, that's fascinating. I wonder if that type of music one just in when you listen to it loud and you and it's loud and you're and you're hearing it and it's a certain frequency a certain tempo tempo it just yeah. shuts down the chatter of your own mind it does it does it just quiets your own mind and then you're, it's almost like a mantra and a musical mantra in a way it's just like you're just hearing this rhythm and sound over and over it shuts down your chatter and then at some point it's almost like a meditation yes it, i i that's what I call it. I call it meditation. So then at that point, when you have a download, do you just have like an aha moment? Like, hey, I just no. I just had this realization no. that I know all this stuff now. No, it's, it's I hear music. I hear a weird uh, down-tempo sound in my mind. And once I hear that, then the downloads begin. And it, what it, well, you know what it, it reminds me of? Is, is a big bend the clock. If you were standing in the gears of big bend the clock and you were listening to the seconds, but slowed right down, that's what you would hear. It sounds like a countdown. That's what it sounds like to me. So once I start hearing that type of music, then I'm, I'm in for a download. And sometimes the downloads last seven or eight hours. 
it's, it's I can't stop them once they start. And when I don't go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, so when you're having a download at that point, are you just feel like you have this knowingness of all this stuff? Autumn, all of a sudden, I know this, I know this, I know this, yep. I know this. Is that kind of how it yep. works out? Yeah, I learned quantum physics in about uh, three days. Three days. I, I, do you know? Do you know the uh, ancient spiral graphs that are over stone monuments all over the planet? Uh, kind of, maybe. Okay, now, now, if you put a line through that, a straight line through that, and then you add a curve to it, you've just created math, and that that math is everywhere. It's in everything. It's in eggs. It's in pine cones. It's in flowers. It's those numbers, and those numbers. It's the I I can't remember the name of those numbers now that I think about it. It sounds like you're describing like uh, your fractals and maybe the Fibonacci yes. and the Fibonacci that's numbers. That's that's the Fibonacci numbers. The Fibonacci numbers are the light of God. That's part of being spiritual once you start realizing all this stuff around you um nature um and and quantum physics looking at the atom looking at the atom's behavior stephen hawking actually i I just sort of saw some of his stuff the other day uh kind of like a i just sort of i saw him on youtube so i just watched it and i understood everything this guy was saying everything all his mathematical equations everything and he was correct in his, so was Einstein. Einstein was correct too. So I looked at all this information. I got everything. I was downloading stuff that, um, you know, back in 2018 when I first got those first spiritual experiences, I was seeing mathematics, but I, I couldn't comprehend what I was seeing. I didn't know what it was. I had no idea what it was. It was just. Endless amounts of math equations going by me like like I was walking down a, a street and there were graffitied all over the wall. That's what it looked like. And they were just flying by me in my mind. Um, and then, you know, about a month ago, I figured it out. I know what it means. What are some of the most impactful things that you've learned in your downloads? The most impactful things. The, the things that just blew you away and you still keep thinking about them over and over. It's just almost life-changing ideas. Well, oh, well, technology for one thing. Um, when I figured out what 5D was and the way it's changing and will change everything, um, you're aware that Elon Musk has a chip that you could put in a brain and download information into it. Now imagine taking that chip and putting it in a robot that Japan has made that looks human. You have an instant duplicate of who you are, just like that. But there's no soul. Think about that. That's where this is going. Mm -hmm. So that kind of blew me away. Um, Today, this morning, actually, I watched uh, Keanu Reeves and... That other guy he played, he who played his uh, buddy in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, they were racing racing electric Porsches. They have they were it was a commercial for Porsche. They're electric. Find it on YouTube. 
it's going to blow you away what's coming. Uh, the technology that is coming because of 5D, um, oh my God, we're in for the most spectacular ride of, this is the Jetsons. It's coming. Mm. It is. And, and so that, that was pretty mind blowing to figure all that out. Um, you know, I looked at in my mind, I looked at all the bullshit with uh, 5G towers are going to cause cancer and all that bullshit. There are people on this planet that don't want that. They don't want to see technology. They don't want to have anything to do with it. And that's all the people you see that are causing flack about it. They're afraid of the next level, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, yeah, um, there are other things that are scaring the hell out of me is um, – uh, because of YouTube, YouTube, if you remember, went down a while back. Remember that? Hmm. Uh, I don't remember. Maybe you mean the entire it platform? Yes. It, it totally shut down for both. I don't, I don't think it was very long. I think it was only a couple of hours, but it freaked out enough people that, uh, you know, whatever. So uh, YouTube, I find, has uh, deleted an awful lot of stuff that before that time you can find that you can't find now uh, a lot of spiritual stuff. Um, but, uh, but the, the stuff that I'm seeing now on YouTube, uh, especially ghost hunters and the fact that they're finding more and more videos of, uh, or filming more and more of these things called uh, black shadow people. That's, that's a, a, an interesting um, phenomenon that is becoming more and more evident. And, and, and TikTok as well shows a, a lot of that stuff. And, and it's scaring the dickens out of a lot of people. But I, I, I think I know why, and I'll get to that later. But um, that's kind of freaked me out. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing that's freaked me out uh, started in 2018 with um, our planet changing. And it's changing faster than um, scientists predicted. Uh, I, when it, when I, my first spiritual experience, I saw a terrible storm, a hurricane, hit the, the United States, and it literally went right into Canada. Um, it After it was finished with Canada it went over the northern part of the Great Lakes. It went across uh, uh, New York, and then it curved back up into um, the Atlantic Ocean. It went over towards Ireland and England and everything, slammed into that. Um, now, here's the thing. Uh, my psychic abilities showed me stages of that storm. And this storm is not anything that uh, is new. This storm has been talked about for hundreds of years by psychics, by mediums, by whatever. So, but a few things needed to happen. And one of those things was the Atlantic Ocean uh, needed to start to heat up. And when I started seeing all this shit, uh, the Atlantic Ocean was in a cooling stage, but uh, not anymore. The Atlantic on the coast of Africa is warming at a, an alarming rate. And um, all the hurricanes 
the big ones that hit the United States, they start in, in basically where the Congo is, in the jungles of Africa. And right now, there's a volcano that is active in the Congo, and it is erupting lava, and it's going to cause all kinds of damage. If it blows in the Congo, it's going to kill a lot of people. Um, but um, conditions need to be right for a, meg- a mega hurricane to leave that part of Africa, the jungles of Africa. That's where it forms. But as soon as it gets out to the Atlantic, really nothing happens because the Atlantic's been cool. But now that the Atlantic is in a warming trend, which is fact, you can actually, you guys can look that up now. It's fact. Um, that hurricane's going to grow. And it's going to be big. In fact, there's going to be bigger and bigger hurricanes hitting um, and destroying, flooding uh, winds. Uh, I'm telling everyone that I know to move at least 1,000 feet above sea level. Now, just pack your shit and go. Do it. Because when this thing hits, when the big one hits, as they say, um, there, I've seen, uh, I've talked to other sectors about this. There, we're, we're as high as 700 kilometers an hour winds, 400 kilometer hour winds on our tornado strips the, the ground, uh, from everything. The only thing it leaves is soil. That's it. So think about 700 kilometers in a hurricane, the eye of the hurricane, especially. And this thing is a, is a monster. It's probably... 2,500 kilometers across when it hits the United States and it takes out everything. So let's not talk about that, but you know, it's a global storm. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this. How have you changed since your NDE? Um, Unfortunately, I'm really grumpy around my wife because I'm frustrated because everything I say to her, her mind is not, her mind is um, she can't process the information that I can. And I'm having a hard time. I'm frustrated talking to her. Um, and I hate repeating myself and it's just pissing me off emotionally. Um, and I, I apologize to her constantly about being so frustrated and, and I feel sorry for her because since my accident, I've been basically crippled. And she does everything for me. And I turn around and I treat her like a terrible, terrible person. And I, every time I do, I always apologize to her. I say, please forgive me. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't understand all the shit that I'm seeing in my mind. Because I'm in a full throttle mode that I've never been in before. My NDE experience has not stopped. So... Uh, my wife, that's that's the biggest issue, and that's a, a tough one. And then I have a granddaughter that we homeschool. So she's here every day, too, and she's seven. But she's starting to understand when Papa gets upset, so she just leaves. She doesn't even, you know, whatever. It's not that I, I yell and scream. And, and the thing is, I yell and scream to myself, but my wife really thinks it's at her. But it's not. It's my frustrations uh, that, and I, it's just, I, I scream at myself. I hurt myself. I pinch myself. I even slap my head 
trying to slow down so I can have a conversation with my wife. It's, it's, it's a terrible, terrible thing to go through when someone, someone that you love is not at that level of spirituality. It's just, I'm trying my best. I've got her listening to liquid drum and bass now. Um, You know, she's, um, she's spiritual in her own way. She's basically a practicing witch um, herbal. Uh, she knows all about herbs. She knows about medicines, plants, and all that kind of stuff. Um, she's doing pretty good, but she's her mind capacity isn't anywhere near mine, and she's frustrated. And so am I. If you met someone else who had an NDE, let's say one week ago, what kind of advice would you give them? Oh, that's a good question. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Geez, you got me on that one. Um I would I would tell them that you're not alone. I would tell them that uh, there are other people that are going through what you're going through. Um please reach out. Go to those groups on Facebook. Find the people that you need to find and let them help you. The hardest thing for any human being to do is ask for help. That's what we have to do. In order to not go insane. I, I you know what, I, I don't even know I'm, I might be insane. Like, that just could be a way of putting it. Um, I was told also that... Uh, uh, a lot of people that do have these type of experiences are are actually um, schizophrenic, bipolar, uh, autistic, all kinds of disorders. All kind of, and Western medicine uses uh, they medicate them, they put them into institutions, um, which in some cases could be a good thing because then you're going to meet other people that are like you. So. You know, but it's a shitty way to go. You need to um, you need to reach out for help and keep asking for help. Don't do the shit that I did because I reached out to a priest today and he threatened to phone the cops on I me. Mean, I thought, you know what, up yours, buddy. Hmm. That's the, that's what religion is to me. Um, I don't uh, like. I don't know anything about religion, really, and I don't want to know anything about it, really. Um, because religion and spirituality are totally two different things. And, um, which would, you know, I'm going to sort of lightly touch on this. Uh, there's a crop circle with a gray holding a disc that's been, um, it's been deciphered. There's a message. And, um, I believe he is the one who, uh, is spiritually ascending humanity, plain and simple. And if you look at uh, his species of alien, they're everywhere. They're all through history, as far back as you can go. They're in stone. I was a stone carver, man. I saw them in my early career. Um, they're in Egypt. They're in, they're in every civilization as far back as man goes and beyond. Because basically, I think we're his children. I really do. 
all the abductions you hear about, they're, the human body is a vessel that the spiritual uh, travel in. My spirit travels in this vessel. And they come and they upgrade our vessels. They upgrade our brain. They upgrade all that kind of stuff so that the next generation becomes better. And he's showing me all this stuff in my mind. That's where the downloads are coming from. And they're doing it for a reason because they are spirituality. They are love. They are all that is good. But unfortunately, uh, media, governments, and everything else has kept this from us. I don't know why. I have no idea why. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's just absolutely shameful. Right. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to switch gears with you here because we're running okay. out of time. Right. And maybe we'll get you back to continue this talk. But um, well, I'd, I'd love to come back. Great. But before we go, uh, a couple of things. Um, so you're on Facebook in the groups. Do you have your own Facebook page? I do. I do. I go by Watson Grover Psychic. Okay. Uh, that's that's my page in Winnipeg, Manitoba. All right. That's where I'm located. And for anyone who wants a reading, you know, this really isn't about financial gain or anything like that. I just really want to help people. If people just want to reach out to you and chat with you about your experience, are you open to that or are you more of a private person? I'm a private person. Okay. I've, I, you know, since I started posting in that group on Facebook on NDE, I get about 20 or 30 friend requests an hour. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, I opened a TikTok account. Mm-hmm. When the big uh, one hits, talk about they say, my stuff, which um, there, I've wanna, seen, you know, uh, I'd rather talk, talk to other psychics about this. They don't really want to we're, say we're why I'm on TikTok either. So wins. You know, 400 distant watching wins Watson on a strips the, psychic the ground. It's uh, my page. If you can find it, everything. The only thing that leaves is soil. All right. Well, before we wrap it That's up, it. do you have one so last think about message 700 that you can share with in the a hurricane. The, the eye is now especially. And this thing is a, is a monster. There are it's millions of people around the world that are 2,500 kilometers across. There are people called light workers. And it takes out every mediums. So... There's a lot of BS Let's in not there, talk but about that. If but, you find the right people, you know, uh, especially Native it's a global people, storm. Yeah. Um, East Indian people, uh, monks, all that kind of thing. They they know all about this. They know all about it. Uh, Western society, it's been erased. They know everything. If you can reach out to somebody like that, and you're going through uh, NDE experience, they will help you. Um, you know, I love everyone. I want everyone to prosper through this. That's great. Thank you for that message. And Watson, thank you so much for joining me. I really thank appreciate you it. Me. And have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Take care. All right, you too. Bye-bye. See you. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.